0: sailors, David Blacklock here with the Smarter Charter Show. This podcast is part of the Smarter Charter group of guides related to bear boat chartering in the Caribbean and elsewhere. There are separate titles related to monohulls, catamarans and a new power cat version. Find them online at your favorite bookseller or visit the website at smartercharterguides.com. That's guide with an S at the end, or find us on Facebook, and thank you for listening. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 116 of the show. We're talking today with Manny Stain, a South African sailor who ended up walking the docks in Antigua, getting a job on a uh, large, ocean-going sailing yacht, and now he's turned that into a career as a uh, crew member on large motor-powered yachts, cruising the world's oceans with the 1% of the 1% and he's here to tell us all about it so let's listen to manny talking here with manny stein who's in uh u.s virgin islands in st thomas in his uh what what's the brand of boat you got manny what's uh, that you're working on
1: hi dave uh i'm on a Huckfoot. who's a, it's a dutch built boat comes out of the same yard as or they share a yard with um Fed Ship. So okay. she's, she's a good she's a good sturdy steel boat yeah we uh, we definitely tested it on the way down here. I mean, we had nine foot seas, so <laughs> nice to know she held up. <laughs>
0: yeah. But you told me about 46 meters?
1: Yeah, she's 46 meters, so 152 feet.
0: So, and how many crew have you got on?
1: Uh, we've got nine crew.
0: And yeah. how many guests can you handle?
1: Uh, we take about 12.
0: Okay. So. Yeah. Manny, you and I have known each other, we were just uh, talking before, about nine years now when you've, you showed up in the BVI. Yep. Uh, the, the BVI,
1: um, BVI is look, uh, looking scared and worried, but <laughs> you know, I was
0: there. That, that was your first delivery from uh, South Africa?
1: That was from South Africa on a 47-foot cat. Uh, we did South Africa, uh, St. Helena in the Atlantic and then across to Fortaleza. And then up to St. Martin, and then across to you guys. Or, no, really? Grenada, St. Martin, and then, and then across to you. Uh,
0: how long did that take? You remember?
1: Nine days. Let's see.
0: Nine days.
1: Thirty-nine. 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 Th- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Yeah, that was a good. That was a good trip, man. That was.
0: Uh... No, that was that <laughs> your first voyage, your first ocean voyage.
1: That was my first long ocean voyage. Yeah, I mean, like I used to. I did a bit of sailing with my dad. We had a Hobie Cat when I was a kid. But um, as far as ocean passage, that was definitely the first one.
0: And yeah. you grew up in South Africa, on the coast, or?
1: Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Cape Town, so I suppose the nearest—suppose you could say coast. I mean, the nearest beach was like twenty minutes from me. Okay. So, I mean, always been around the water. Um, you know, my dad was a keen diver, so I've been diving with him since I was a kid, and then. Just sailing just kind of happened, I suppose. I mean, we had the Hobie Cat when I was a teenager. Nice. And I kind of learned a little bit on that. And then uh, when I went to university, I sort of stopped stopped sailing and that. And then I really wanted to travel, but I didn't have any money. And uh, my cousin who works, he's a boat builder in South Africa, uh, he said, well, hey, you know, we're building all of these um, all of these catamarans in, in South Africa because the labor's cheap, and then they ship them across to... You know, sail them across the Atlantic. So why don't you just stick your stick your hand up for a delivery? You won't get paid or anything, but it'll be fun. And uh, if you don't like it, just come back to South Africa. And then yeah, that was uh, nine years ago, and here we are. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so did he? Was he working for Leopard, or was he? Was it uh, just? Oh, um...
1: uh, he was working at the time. I think he was working for a small company in 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 uh, in the still. I think he was still with Tate Marine. Mm. But I mean, he knew about. He knew about Robinson and K
0: so yeah, um, yeah. What's well, amazing how how South Africa's dominated the, um, especially the charter industry, still.
1: No, I mean there's you know there's a lot of us, um, but I think uh, okay. you know I think as a South African you we have this different outlook on, on, on things and I think we we like to explore and, and travel and, and I think yachting is a good uh, a good avenue for us to do that and I think we've got some of the best sailors in the world as well and we make some pretty good boats I mean you know Southern Wind uh, they're built in South Africa and they're, they're putting out some big you know 90 110 foot boats which are really really good sailboats so you know it's uh, it, it's pretty cool. <laughs>
0: Well, it's interesting, you see, like I've seen in the in the charter industry when I was in the Caribbean and around, like uh, there was a lot of Kiwis, there was a lot of South Africans, a lot of Brits, but not many yeah. uh, Americans and not many Australians for some reason. I always, you know, imagined there'd be a lot more Australians in the business, but I don't know where they go. I don't know. I mean, Aussies...
1: You know, I've I've worked with a good couple of Australians and 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 Kiwis and stuff on board as well. And but it is mostly those three, those three uh, three so nations from the Southern Hemisphere. Really, I mean that I've that I've you know experienced. I mean, there's the odd you know Irishman here or there, and or you know things like that. But mostly, mostly South Africans, Kiwis, Aussies. Um, I think uh, I think it's all just because we. Our countries are so far away from anything that, uh, you know, again, I think it comes down to wanting to travel and wanting to get out and see, uh, yeah. see what's over that next horizon.
0: So did you, um, did you have early, like ambitions as a youngster to get into sailing or just,
1: uh, no, nah, nah, not at all, mate. I, uh, if you, if you'd have told me when I turned 18 that I would be sailing for my career, I would have laughed at you. Um, no, I had I had no I had no idea what I was doing. Um, literally, the only reason that I stayed in the BVI's is because my captain, who had a flight ticket for me back to South Africa, said to me the day that, that we were flying, he said, "Well, I've cancelled your ticket because I think that you need to stay here and it'll be good for you." So, bas- yes, yeah, so basically, if that hadn't happened. Uh, I probably would have. I probably would have gone back to South Africa. I'd probably, you know, be working a nine to five and paying a mortgage and, and all of that. So, uh, the yachting for me is, was has been a, a very happy accident. Um, I mean, it's definitely had its it's definitely had its ups and downs. It's uh, I think I think a lot of people see the photos, you know, on Instagram or whatever, and and it's always a, you know. Sunshine and, and champagne sailing as they say, but uh, as you know, it's, it's not always, in fact, 99% of the time, it's not, uh, it's not the way it is. And 99% of the time you're working, you know, 16 hours a day and bending over backwards and, and all of that. But, um, you know, we enjoy, the, we enjoy the 1% of time that we get and we right. try to make the most of it.
0: So have you ever had an opportunity to thank uh, your, your old skipper for the, for the advice?
1: yeah I actually I actually saw him uh, Hardy now lives in San Diego uh, yeah. I saw him about two years ago and uh, yeah I, you know I said to him I nearly killed you on that day but I'm um, but I'm very happy that uh... <laughs> hey sorry I don't know what happened there
0: okay you're back oh that's good yeah you just dropped yeah, out you just, you just started to uh, talk about um, Hardy
1: yeah am so yeah, I saw him, I saw him, I saw Marty, uh, Hardy, uh, two years ago. And, uh, you know, we, we he laughed, but, um, I'm, I'm glad that that decision, you know, that I, that that decision was taken out of my hands. Because I'm sure if I'd have gone back to South Africa, uh, I probably would have done one or two more deliveries, but I think that would have been it. I would have probably gone to find a job and, uh, you know, all of that. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't have been able to see all the incredible things that I've I've seen and experienced. You know, I mean, it's been pretty amazing being able to sail around most of the, most of the world. Definitely a privilege.
0: I mean, I've had instances in my life where somebody has said to me similar kind of thing. You know, like either that I should straighten up and 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 change my ways, or uh, I should keep doing what I'm doing, or you know, some kind of directional. Uh, input, you know, that from out of out of the blue, yeah. you know, that has yeah. uh, that I can see, you know, it's like a turning point in your life, you know. I've had a couple of those. Yeah, of <laughs> it's great. It's amazing that it <laughs> happens and you think, what? Where'd that come from? You yeah. Know. I mean, it's How good. Dare you know, you. Life... How dare you? How dare you tell me, you know.
1: But, and yeah.
0: Then, and then ten years later, you're like, hey man, thanks a lot, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. So it's
1: yeah, it's good, you know. I uh I just want to personally I want to focus a little bit more on my writing as well, you know, while really? we're while we you know, sailing is great as I was saying. It's it's uh, it's been a privilege to see all of these incredible places. I mean, I'm I'm close to about 40 countries now in the last 10 years and that's uh that's not bad.
0: <laughs> now, do you have any difficulty with a South African passport? Is is it easy for you to travel?
1: Um I've knock on wood i've never had any issues with my passport i mean generally you need a visa to get in to places i mean it depends like obviously for so for the states i need a visa and then for europe i need a visa as well but i mean Mm. if you if you got the paperwork and uh, and all of that it's not a it's not an issue um i know a lot of boats uh, will not hire south africans for that reason uh, because they don't want to deal with a headache right but um we just kind of deal with it
0: so did you it's have a never, is there a home port for your for your ship?
1: Um, not really I mean when we're, when we're in the med we uh, we kind of cruise around and then I suppose when we're in the states we're in Florida mostly but um, we'll be down island until about March so I don't think we'll be back in the states uh, for a while
0: hmm. so are you, do you yeah. do, are you doing charters or you have the, the owner aboard one uh,
1: We do a bit of both yeah Uh, a little bit of both Uh, so yeah it's good i mean you know i've worked on i've worked on both private and and charter boats so um you know they're very different um private boats i think are sometimes a little bit more laid back because you know like okay well it's just the owner and and you already know what they like and everything whereas you know with charters you it's different people all the time so it takes generally a day or two the charters you know day or two in the charter until you figure out okay well they like water sports more in the morning or, or whatever the, whatever the case but uh, you know the upshot of that is I've become pretty good at uh, reading people which is okay <laughs> yeah.
0: so but, what do uh, you what are your duties on, on the ship
1: um, as per my <clears throat> my CD I basically run and maintain the exterior of the vessel uh, so most of the maintenance, uh, we keep it clean. Um, I also drive the 38-foot uh, center console that we've got. Okay. Um, you know, we've got a big diving operation on board as well, so I go diving uh, with the boss, etc. Um, yeah, I mean, I do, I do all sorts really, but it's all, it's all outside. Um, it's all outside-related um, mm. stuff, maintenance and and. Uh, cleaning general upkeep of the boat um, so yeah it's fun I mean it, it, it keeps me outside and it keeps me active and uh, I don't have to uh, I don't have to sit in an office which is nice uh, it does get a little bit You know, the nice thing about a nine-to-five job is that it's nine-to-five so you know five o'clock you get in your car and you go home and you can get to go home whereas you know I live on board the boat so if there's an alarm that goes off at two o'clock in the morning you've got to get up and deal with it Um <laughs> you know so it's uh, it has its uh, it has its pluses and minuses Uh,
0: you know we've all seen those uh, reality shows with the uh, crew
1: you know you know know, every single every single and I'm gonna make a terrible generalization here but mostly whenever I meet another American that has nothing to do with yachting they go oh it's like that show on TV and I'm like yes (laughs) but no it's not like that show on TV
0: well, I remember when um, when those guys came into uh, Tortola, they they went to um, the crew that ran the boat, got off, and these paid. I guess they were actors, or you know. The, well, the, I mean,
1: you know, it's it's uh, it's real fake TV. So I mean, yeah. they they're definitely actors. I don't I don't think they're uh, seamen by any by any lens of the matter.
0: Well, I, re- I remember um, there at Nanny Key and. Um, they were just getting started on a shoot, and the um, the director saw that the, the, the you know there was some wind issues, and and they were they were the, the, the skipper was being very cautious about getting off the off the dock, and they saw yeah. that there was still a um, uh, like a midship line dock line still attached, you know, oh, and after yeah. that. so. Yeah. The, the, they the guy said to the crew, to one of the the filming crew, just go and hit the throttles, and they just walked what? by and banged the throttle, and and the boat lurched forward, tore the cleats out of the dock, mayhem, oh. you know. And, and the the director's like, yes, you know, they're shooting all this stuff, and the skipper's running around hey, like, what the f- hell happened, you know? But it was yeah. good TV. Yeah. yeah. Good. TV. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. I mean, hey, <laughs> it's all about the ratings.
0: <laughs> so, you, none the of that ratings. happens on your ship, I'm sure.
1: No, 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 no. We uh, we keep things very calm and, and and collected.
0: So, how long have you been on this on this boat?
1: Uh, it's been about what, a year and a month now. Okay, uh, it was a year nice. for me in yeah. November. So, yeah, a good a good amount of time, and then. Previously, you know, I took uh, I took six months off. I went back to South Africa because uh, I was just a bit burnt out and, and kind of tired of the whole deal. So right. um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Was that when you climbed Kilimanjaro? And-
1: that was that was when I went and climbed Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Did some soul searching. Yeah. So uh, it was good. That was a good challenge as well. I yeah. must say.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was good. There's a couple more mountains I wanna I wanna get to, but uh, I'll get to them when I get to
0: them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you you're I mean one of our connections is that um, you've been sending me some of your uh, writing pieces, um, and yes. we've been working on those. And you know, is that uh, how's that coming along? Are you you know you're putting something together, or you're you're hoping to? I mean, the most, are you hoping to Maybe write for magazines or something like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I used to, when I was at university, I, I did a bit of temping uh, for magazines like GQ and stuff like that. And I, I really like the, tra- you know, doing the travel aspect, you know, travel writing. Um, so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to sort of branch out or branch into that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind writing, uh, or working on at least, you know, a collection of sort of short stories. I do the odd short story every now and again as well. Mostly sort of things that have happened to me, but then I'll, you know, yeah. change character names to protect the identities and, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll, 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 I'll change it around a bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel like that's where, that's where everybody gets, well, that's where I at least get the, get the creative flow and stuff for, for, uh, to write is is through travelling and and through meeting people and having you know th- things happen to me you know so I definitely unfortunately have not been as as um, regimented with my writing as I should be uh, work kind of really um, pulled me away from the keyboard as it were but
0: yeah. well it's hard yeah so you uh, um... I, just,
1: I just need to be a bit more uh, regimented and actually start putting pen to paper a bit more often. Mm.
0: So you were uh, you were on sailing a uh, sailing. Uh, I, I saw a photo of your old um, Timonier, I think it was your old. Uh, yes,
1: I was on Timonier.
0: That was a nice looking boat, and um, yeah,
1: she was she was good. Yeah.
0: Do you miss the sailing, or or you you are quite content on a motor yacht?
1: I. I uh i do i you know they're, they're very different worlds uh i think sailors or sailboats it's a lot more relaxed it's a lot less uh departmentalized uh whereas motor yachts things are a little bit more serious you know and there's more there's more toys there's more stuff i mean we got jet skis we got scuba tanks we got kayaks we got paddle boards we got you know everything plus the kitchen sink right. whereas you know sailors or sailboats at least you know the owner of the sailboat you know because he owns a sailboat or hopefully because he owns a sailboat unless it's a perini um (laughs) you know he's you know that they're there to enjoy being on the water and to sail the boat so um you know they're, they're they're very different worlds i find a lot well it's also again a generalization but i find you know motor yachts it's a bit more of a show than a sailboat and then again, I mean, I think for me it's still the perfect, the perfect size sailboat would be like a hundred foot swan or something like that, or a 90 foot swan or, you yeah. know, something simple and you actually still, <laughs> you can actually still sail them, uh, you know, because I mean, everything, everything these days on the big boats is captive winches and push buttons and, mm. and, uh, and all of that. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was amazing when, uh, you know, we'd get Timonier, which is a 45 meter boat, you know, sailing that thing was incredible uh, mm. you know and she was a very good boat um, very very good boat she's uh, she got sold and she's now I forget what the name is but I think she's down in the South Pacific at the moment huh. hanging uh, out in Tahiti <laughs> okay
0: well actually I've got a, a bunch of friends from the, from the islands of BVI who are now uh, in the Pacific you know they've been re- you know they've got uh, boats I think a couple of boats are operating out of Australia but they spend their time you know, in Tonga, Fiji and so forth. Yep. And uh, yep. you, so the sort of Australia, the Pacific, New Zealand kind of triangle that they work in. Yeah. Which yeah. is, uh, you know, sounds good that's to good. me. That's uh, Hey,
1: you know, I, I still haven't made it down to the Pacific, so I'll have to okay. uh, add that one to the, to the bucket list before we, uh, you know, before yachting ends for me, I suppose, if it does end for me, I don't know. So, well, that's,
0: that's a question I was thinking. Uh, uh, do you intend to stay in that industry for much longer, or is there a well, possibility mean,
1: out? Uh, everyone, not not just myself, but every, everyone, sort of refers to it as the golden handcuffs. You know, once you're in, it's pretty hard to leave. I've been I've been thinking about I've been thinking about quite a, quite a lot. I'm not old by any stretch of the imagination, but I do want to have a little bit more of a quote unquote normal life. You know, I'd like to have a little. Place somewhere of my own, and, and uh, you know things like that. So it's uh, I've I've got some time left in me definitely, um, yeah. but I'd like to I'd like to maybe get onto like a rotation or something like that, where maybe I'm at sea for six months of the year and get six months of the year at home or, or, or something like that. But um, at the moment, you know, we'll see. I'm sure I meet some other guru somewhere that'll give me some. Uh, you know, life life-altering advice, and, uh,
0: <laughs> and we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen, I've known a few people who have who have you know gotten married and they've had kids, and it's like they've gone into charter brokerage or management, yeah. or, you know, something that sort of thing. But they're they're, yeah. they're always a little uh, wistful about the the days that they how it used yeah. to be, you know. But um,
1: yeah, I think. I think I think that's because you know, yachting is changing a lot as well. I mean, I remember sounding really old now, but I mean, I remember when I first when I first started uh, <laughs> that uh, it was very it was it was very different. I think uh, my first big boat that I worked on, you know, we worked really hard, but I mean, we also went out a lot and we just had a good time and 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 I think uh, it's become a lot more serious and uh it's 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 become a big industry instead of just i don't really even know if it was i suppose you could have considered it an industry beforehand but you know i certainly didn't see it as that i saw it as a bit of fun for a year or two and then and then you know back to quote unquote reality but uh, as i said that was nine years ago so (laughs) yeah we are and the reality is that i'm still doing it so it's it's very interesting i think i think a lot of people struggle with with as you say, trying to trying to get out, um, you know, and and then readjusting back to back to life ashore because yachting is is a one percent kind of kind of deal. It's not it's not really easy to describe to someone that hasn't done it or, or experienced it. I mean, it's easy to, it's easy to talk to you about it because you know you were a charter charter captain and, and you used to run boats down of the BVI, so you understand it. But the excess and and all the rest of it that happens here is uh, is crazy, and I think a lot of people struggle with moving home, and then you know there's not that <clears throat> disposable income anymore. There's not someone giving you you know two and a half thousand dollars cash after ten days of work as a ch- as a tip. I think a lot of people have to readjust their spending habits. I think when they <laughs> when they move ashore, but uh, it's also it's also difficult, you know. I mean, not not just I mean for the guys. You know whatever it's, it is what it is but i think i think particularly for the for for the ladies it's it must be a bit can't be easy you know i mean being a, well being a stewardess is a tough job anyway but i mean you know you'd work up to chief stew maybe maybe purser or, or personal assistant or something that's that's about all it's going to be unless uh something come, comes along but i, I think uh, coming back to it i think a lot of people struggle with finding a way out um, there's not really that support system I mean you know no one. my captain doesn't come up to me and talk to me and go "Hey, so uh, you know when you quit yachting or when you leave like maybe you should look at uh, you know this or that so maybe well I mean you know maybe this is a this is an opening we can start a, a, a consultancy firm or something to try and help people but uh, you know there's 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 not really a lot of that uh, which is kind of sad in a way because uh, but then again I mean I suppose everyone's looking out for themselves so kind of the way it is but i think it would be it would be better if there was uh, you know if there was a uh, an avenue that you could uh, talk to and, and just say hey well this is what i've been thinking or these are my strengths and weaknesses and and you know just somebody that could that could help you again because i like, i mean i can show you my cv now but it's it's all yachting so <laughs> maybe uh, managerial but uh. mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I yeah, think of those know.
0: skills are, are, you know, as they say, like sailing and and yachting in general is nothing but um, uh, life lessons. You know, dealing with uh, oh, exactly you know the weather and dealing with other people. You're in close confinement with with people you may not necessarily get along with particularly.
1: Oh uh, well, you know. yeah. Trust me, the uh, the people thing is is always interesting. Yeah, it, it's very interesting. There's a very they can be a very close bond. I've I've got a pretty close bond with with most of the people that I've sailed with because you know when when uh, you go to bed and they're on watch. I mean your life is literally in their hands. But but no, I know you know it's close quarters. It's uh, you know I share a cabin. Everyone shares cabins, and uh, it's definitely it's not for everybody. People definitely need their space, and and uh, you know you're not going to get on with everybody every day. So you just have to sort of take it as it comes I mean I've learned to just be like a duck and kind of keep swimming because uh, you know if you get upset about every little thing then uh, you're just going to drive yourself mad
0: yeah I I worked uh, when I was (coughs) when I was uh, much younger I worked on the uh, QE2 as it was when it was still an ocean liner you know yeah and um, I got a job I was a a sommelier I was a wine, wine steward guy but, uh, yeah. you know, I was sharing... I'd never been to sea before. I knew nothing about it. There'd been a strike on the ship and I'd locked out all of the hotel crew and And they hired me. I was living in London and they hired me like on two days' notice. And I went down uh. to Southampton, got on the ship, and I thought, hey, away we go, you know. And yeah. there were there were four of us in a cabin and sharing this cabin. And one of the guys who was, you know, he was pretty experienced disappeared like on the first night he was gone and, we didn't, <laughs> and he um he said oh you know this is what you do you you, you go and you meet the, the 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 women who are working on the ship yeah and there we you go strike up a relationship and you know you just and you move in with her she she's gonna there iron go. all your shirts do your laundry and uh yeah. you make, and you make sure mm-hmm. that the, uh, the the other guys aren't giving her any any problem and uh, you know, and away you go, and at the end of the, uh, end, of the uh, end of the uh, end of the trip, you 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 know shake hands and uh, see you later. You know.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, the the that's that's the bordering system at its finest, right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I so. was
0: like, jeez. I, I don't know. I mean, it was it was it was done in in you know in a in a split second. He was gone. You know, I couldn't believe yeah. it. Yeah but it's a great well, system, you know, cuz then you know well, I mean, hey, yeah. if it,
1: if it works it works, you know, if yeah. it, if it if it ain't broke don't fix it, you
0: know. <laughs> but, uh, but you know yeah. I admire is though, I you know, I must say uh, you know, I ended up marrying a a, a woman <laughs> who, who was a passenger on my one of my wine uh, customers, you know. So I can't That's talk, fantastic.
1: Oh, yeah. ah, well, you'll be all right.
0: So, so all right. in all be your right. travels, um, where do you like to be? With, with uh, I know you like um, the south of France. I think quite a lot. Yeah,
1: well, I've, I've spent a lot of time uh, in the south of France. I spent a lot of time in Spain. I actually lived in Spain on and off for about four years uh, on the island of Majorca. Uh, I really like, uh, I really like it there. I think the Mallorquians, Major- or the whole lifestyle there is very tranquilo as they say and um, it's uh it's nice you know even though it is a little island uh it's very nice uh, i've got some good friends over there uh actually one of them i'm trying to get an article published that i wrote about him he cycled from he's a crazy cyclist he cycled from fort laurel to mexico and back just because Okay. yeah i spent a lot of time in spain i like spain a lot um i like it's funny, I haven't been back to the Caribbean in about two or three years. This is my first time back in about three years. Uh, St. Thomas, four years. And uh, it's quite nice to be back, I must say. I mean, I was in the Bahamas last year, but I don't really classify the Bahamas as the Caribbean. It's uh, yeah, yeah. sort of like Miami light. Um, it's uh, it's nice to be down island again, and we, we're going to be going to places like Beckway, which I haven't been yet, so I'm okay. quite excited for that. So, yeah, I like, I like being down here. I everywhere people have often asked me or my parents sometimes ask me you know what's what's your favorite place you've been to and I don't really have a favorite you know every every place has a certain memory and a a certain uh, adventure or or nostalgia um, associated with it you know Um, I mean I'll always remember Tortola for for meeting you and uh, you know the boatyard of broken dreams and uh, <laughs> and uh, that's kind of what I associate with that you know um, oh my God. Yeah. you know Spain I associate with with Mallorca and and Tiga with uh, Timonier and and too many rum punches up at Shirley Heights and uh, you know that that's kind of what it is so you know we we hopefully going to be in. Tortola at some point and I mean that's probably just going to bring back a whole bunch of memories so uh, yeah it'll be good
0: well that's some of the some of the the discussions I've had with people recently have have been about just the incredible damage that happened in the islands in the last few years you know with the hurricanes and everything and yeah uh, they don't catch a break at all yeah yeah but they're they they seem to be coming back um, you know very very uh rapidly you know they're sort of loaded. yeah I think
1: I think I think they're finally not everywhere but I think they're finally kind of getting the support that they need um, I mean a friend of mine was in St. Martin or he lives in St. Martin and he was there for when they got you know when right. they got struck and I mean he says it was absolute bedlam you know with people looting and, and, and all of that sort of stuff but I think it's slowly slowly coming coming back coming right you know I was in St. Martin last year and slowly getting there Slowly yeah, getting yeah. there. As for the Bahamas, that's that's pretty tough. I mean, that was the most recent one, and I saw, I've seen photos and videos and stuff, and yeah, a lot
0: of damage down there. So yeah.
1: it's terrible, and nothing ever seems to hit Florida. It always seems to be fine.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm in Australia, you know, and it's you know, we are, our issues are all about um, fire. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you you guys have you guys have had a tough one in Oz as well. I mean, yeah, fire and uh, people still say global warming doesn't exist. So I'm like, well, you should look outside and see what's <laughs> happening in the world. Um, but, uh, you know.
0: <laughs> well, that's uh, that, that's a question too about um, how, how does uh, like sustainability and renewables, how does that, is there any action taking place in the yachting industry that you see about trying to wow. you know the these ships suck up a lot of uh, fuel and they make, they put out a quite a oh. they have quite yeah we
1: showed the so to, so soda so cruise ships mate you know oh, yeah, I, I know, mean know, cruise I know. ships in in my mind cruise ships in my mind are the yeah the worst of the worst but no there is definitely in the yachting community there is definitely a uh, I think I think over the last few years there's definitely become more of an awareness and a bit more of a drive to be to be more um, environmentally friendly. I know. I know a lot of boats are trying to ban, you know, single-use plastic bottles and and, and uh, plastics and things like that. Um, a friend of mine on another boat, which was, I think it was one of the first boats that had like a full-on solar system, so it could actually run some of the generators on on solar power. So uh, I think it's slowly sort of creeping in there. We need uh, we need like an Elon Musk to come with a make a Tesla boat or something. Well, the, um, but, I know there's, uh,
0: a, there's a lot of work getting done around hydrogen, you know, as a uh, fuel for propulsion and everything.
1: People's reaction to it is, is definitely changing. I mean, you know, we, we live on the ocean, and mm. uh, it's scary. I mean, if, if I if I think back to the first Atlantic crossing I did, and you know, there were schools of, you know, fifty dolphin coming swim next to the boat. The last crossing I did, I think we saw like four. So, oh, right. you know, yeah. we definitely. Yeah, uh, we definitely having an impact. Yeah, it's going to take longer than, than this sort of phone conversation to kind of get to the bottom of of, of of it. But uh, exactly,
0: yeah, well, I know that um, there's this, this interest. A lot of, of we used to see, and when I was in uh, the BVI, you see like around Christmas time, all the mega yachts would arrive up in North Sound, and and the heavy hitters would be up there. Larry Allison and, and David Geffen yeah. and all these hotshots, And then yeah. they would go yeah. to uh, St. Bart's for St. New Year's.
1: St. Bart's for New Year's. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not in St. Bart's for New Year's. It is a <laughs> dogfight in there right now. I
0: was just going to say, a lot of these guys with uh, with um, endless uh, resources are uh, looking at their, sh- their, their boats as a kind of... Um, Refuge for when everything goes to hell. You know, like uh, some of them, oh, sure. you know, there's a lot of talk, a lot of uh, a high net worth people buying property in New Zealand and, you know, setting it up so they can, when the riots begin, they can just jump in their Gulf Stream and <laughs> fly down. Oh, there Zealand. we go.
1: I mean, yeah, I yeah, know. And the, yeah. the same on well, the island. Uh, you
0: know, I mean, the, the, I'm sure they're, right? they're planning. Yep. You know.
1: No, definitely, I mean, you know, it is, it is an escape and, uh, you know, we we definitely, when our boss is on board, we definitely go to go to the out-of-the-way places because he needs to disconnect and, and get away and I think that's great, you know, we all need to disconnect a bit and uh, just sort of check in with ourselves again, you know, that's kind of part of the reason why I did Kilimanjaro is, uh, apart from... Uh, Raising awareness for depression and suicide in men, which is you know a topic quite close to my heart. Um, but I also just was feeling very overwhelmed and by everything, so it was good to take a take a week out, uh, you know, where there's no self, anything or any outside world. And I think, uh, I mean, obviously we've got satellites and all all the all the bells and whistles on the boats, but uh, you know. I, th- I think yachting is definitely a little escape for people. Um, I mean, I remember my our first crossing. is like we we had a sat phone that we turned on like once a week to phone Town and give them our lat long, and that was it. And for the rest, that was it. I could, I could, I could send an email with the sat phone, but I could, I only had about like a 250 character allowance, so it was generally sort of like, oh hi mom, yeah still alive, thanks, miss you, you know, love you lots, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. But, uh, but uh, you know, we didn't we, we didn't need anything else because we didn't know. I mean, you know, it's a crazy stupid story as well. I mean, when I got to Antigua after leaving you, I lived in basically what, for lack of a better word, a shack for about a month, and we didn't have hot water, and we had a mouse that lived in the kitchen, and you know, the whole deal. Yeah. And uh, it was great because that was my reality and, and uh, it was tough, but it uh, it definitely impacted me. And then I remember getting onto, you know, the big sailboat and I was sharing a cabin with the deckie and my first question to him was, have you guys got hot water in your showers? And he just started laughing at me, you know. <laughs> hey. So, yeah. But, yeah. Uh you know, it's uh, it's the little things like that that uh, that I'll always remember. You know, but uh, I think yachting is is definitely a it's a, it's a good way to to see the world and and uh, you know I think it slows it slows everybody down, which is good. I think you know we live in this crazy instant society of you know I need everything yesterday, and uh, it's nice to it's nice to see see people come on board and and just sort of you know i mean i'm always not stressed out you work and you work into a higher level but um you know it's nice to see them relaxed uh and then they leave and then and then we get to relax for a little bit so it's not so bad right
0: well it's interesting to see like you know you can pull in in your 46 meter yard into uh, an anchorage and some some kid sailing around the world in a 30 foot sailboat can pull in right next to you and you're Both, you know, enjoying nature's bounties—it's amazing. You know, the whole world of of yachts and yachting is huge, really, isn't it?
1: No, it's 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 fascinating, you know. And uh, I I always think that uh, sailing around the world in a thirty-foot boat sounds sounds pretty fantastic. Um, I met a guy I met a guy in Saint Martin. He was an italian electrical engineer random story quickly who sailed across the atlantic on a seven meter boat he was becalmed or he was become for 49 days at see then he got to brazil and he got like attacked by pirates or something they stole his gps and like all his money uh he got hit by a fishing boats like a crazy crazy guy um anyway Uh, yeah I wonder what happened to him but (laughs) no it is it is great that uh, that nature is nature has no prejudices it just lets you enjoy it and I think uh, I think that's great and I think a lot of you know I think we should all just kind of take more time out and spend more time in the outdoors you know I mean Hmm. it's uh, and I think and I think if people do that I think if, if people start spending more time outdoors I think they'll appreciate it a bit more and I think I think things like uh, environmentalism and uh, and um, you know trying to reduce our uh, will become a bit more common practice instead of this sort of like hushed four-letter word of like oh global warming ooh okay right. yeah
0: related to what we've been talking about is is do you do any special like security training I mean are you concerned about piracy or any sort of bad actors you
1: know? uh... not really in the in the areas that we cruise um, you know we do we do sort of crowd management kind of you know you can do a crowd management course and stuff like that um, uh... i mean i'm six foot four so people generally leave me alone which is nice but uh... <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i had friends of mine uh, they went through the sewers and and up around bits of Africa, and I mean, they got you know they are private security companies that'll contract, and uh, you know you'll pick them on board, you'll you'll pick them up, they'll come on board for the for the duration of the dodgy area that you're sailing through, and you know they've got all the all the kit and caboodle that they need to to handle uh, whatever it is, piracy or, or whatever. So. Um, I think uh, I think if it ever did come to come to that, but that's what what we do if if the boat did go to one of those slightly uh, more interesting areas, then right. uh, uh, you know and I mean there's there's good money in uh, in uh, services so I guess. So. Well,
0: I remember in, um, in in the BVI there used to be a, one a Russian guy who came in. He had a big boat. It was like a 300 foot, you know, massive. It was a ship, you know. And he had uh, security guys that would, uh, sw- like in full dive gear, would go out through a through a, an underwater lock and <laughs> swim the perimeter of his boat. you know.
1: Yeah. To... Well, was he, a
0: was he a mobster by any chance? Because I mean, yeah. well, he was a Russian. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's just a, yeah, an oligarch. Well. You know what I mean? And um, you can never be yeah. too sure. You know, there's always somebody oh, yeah. out after you.
1: I mean look they're all they're all part of the 1% but I mean you know I worked for a politician uh, you know I worked for a politician for a while and you know he'd have his bol- his bodyguards come and you know they'd be on board and it'd be terrible cuz I mean we'd be down in Antigua and it's like 100 degrees outside and these guys are wearing suits and ties and you're like you are kind of standing out buddy you're not really <laughs> blending in but okay
0: <laughs> Oh <laughs> you know, my god yeah
1: yeah uh, and then you're going like well that bulge under your armpit is not uh, you know not a banana but, uh, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. so do you have any ambition to
0: like run a boat you know to be the master of the vessel and uh, what?
1: not uh, not anything well at this stage not anything this big um, yeah. I'd like for me as I said I think uh, you know a perfect world little 90 foot or 100 foot sailboat you know something something that you can manage with four four crew and and you know, just find a nice program and a nice owner. you know i had a I had a good a very good captain of mine. We've become very good friends um, ever since uh, I joined the boat and we're still good friends. Um, you know he said you just got to find the right sponsor, you know, so it's all just right. about finding the right sponsor. But I've got a couple more courses that I want to do this year, and, uh, or next year, actually, because it's almost the end of the year. And then, uh, you know, that'll set me up to be, hopefully, be first mate on, on, on this sort of size vessel or, or bosun on a larger size vessel. And, uh, you know, once I do that, then uh, hopefully it'll also open up a bit more rotation. And, you know, our engineers are on rotation, so they work uh, 10 weeks on, 10 weeks off, or eight weeks, I think. Eight or ten weeks, and, and yeah, that works for them. But I mean, you know, they've got families and stuff, so it, it's it's tough. I mean, a lot of guys have got families and wife and kid, and and uh, you know, being at sea, you don't see them, so you you
0: miss a lot. Yeah. So if, if if somebody had ambition to start a career doing what you're doing, how would they get get started?
1: Well. I mean, these days there's, there's, uh, you know, all the crew agents and and there's all the sailing schools that'll sell you. I mean, we we call them zero to hero courses. You can literally right. never have set foot on a sailboat, and they'll they'll get you in, in twelve weeks or, or something like that. They'll get you your yacht master offshore. Um, if you got if you got a bunch of money, or mommy and daddy have got a uh, have got a bunch of money for you, then uh, you know that's that's one way of doing it. I think I don't think that's really how you're gonna how you're gonna learn. know because I mean they're basically just training to to pass the exam you know I started I did a couple of courses and then uh, I did a delivery or two here and there and uh, I did that delivery and then you met me and then uh, I just kind of bummed around really and um, it uh, it all but I think things have changed a lot as well I mean you know that was almost ten years ago now and you know, I don't really think you can do that anymore. It's become a lot stricter. So, you know, once you once you've got your tickets or your all that, you know, a lot of the guys start by doing dock walking. You know, just walking the docks, trying to trying to you know find day work. Um, so it's it's definitely difficult. It's definitely a difficult industry to break into. I mean, I remember when I was in Antigua, I was dock walking every day, and uh, it took me a month to find a job. When I say broke, I mean I was yeah broke, but. uh so it's, it's a tough industry to get into. Uh, also because these days there are a lot of a lot of people doing it, a lot of kids doing it. Uh, I think a lot of people, a lot of South African kids come over and do it as like a gap year kind of thing, you know. Uh, go over to Europe and, and do six months in the med and, and, and whatever, you know, and uh, don't take it particularly seriously, which isn't very good because it, uh, it it puts out a, you know, it makes the rest of us kind of not look bad but uh, okay. I think there's a little bit of resentment but uh, you know once, you, once you're once you established I suppose with, with anything once you're established it becomes a lot easier to find a job. I mean I've I've thankfully I've, I've been lucky enough I've never had to you know use a crew agent or anything like that. I've always managed to get a job through friends or different connections or you know somebody says oh well you know what are you doing do you want to do a delivery or you know are you working right now or this or that so you know. I mean, that's how I got this job, you know, I was sitting in South Africa, I was about to go climb Kilimanjaro, and I got a Facebook message from a friend of mine saying, oh, yeah, well, our bosun's taken three months off, do you want to come and stand in for three months? And I needed the time, or I needed the money, Uh, and I said, well, yeah, sure, as long as I can come once I've done Kilimanjaro, uh, you know, because I'm not going to bail out of that. Um, And then... uh, You know, three months turned into he didn't come back and and I uh, stuck around, so, (laughs) yeah.
0: Nice, yeah. That was... Any ambitions to you know settle with a family and all that sort of thing? Or?
1: Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to have a family. I mean, I met uh, I met a pretty great girl uh, a couple of months ago. So we're going to see how it goes. Uh, she's over in the states, so unfortunately, uh, distances is, is you know always a factor. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. But no, but no, I'd like to. I mean, I'd, I, I you know. I'd like to share my life with somebody. It would be good.
0: Um, yeah. Would you live? Would you live in South Africa, or is it somewhere else? I mean, I, I love South
1: Africa. It's it's, it's my home. But, but living there and, and and working over here, it, it doesn't really add up. Um, I'd have to live somewhere closer to to the action, I suppose. So. I mean, I was thinking, uh, you know, Spain would be pretty good to live in, Mallorca would be great, or uh, strangely enough, uh, South Florida, it sort of started to grow on me, so, (laughs) you know, it's, uh, and the weather's always good, I mean, 80 degree winters is not so bad.
0: (laughs) So, where do you think you'll Uh, be in five years?
1: uh, I think the last person that asked me that was, I was a high school teacher somewhere, (laughs) in five years. David, in five years, mate, I hope that in five years' time at least our paths have crossed again. I'd like to, I'd like to have a little. In five years' time, I'd like to have a little. Uh, geez, I'll be thirty-six and I'll, I'd like to have a little condo or a little little apartment somewhere close mm-hmm. to the beach, and uh, be working uh, about six months of the year, and then the rest of the time I can travel and do some riding. Yeah, you know, I have a plan for my thirty-fifth birthday, which is. Uh, in four years' time, I want to, uh, you know, drive across the states on a motorbike. So we'll see if that happens. Hopefully, that'll happen. But uh, yeah, five years' time, a little place somewhere by the beach, and you know, working but uh, just enough to kind of keep the wheels turning. You know. <laughs>
0: that sounds great. Well, that's a, that's, yeah, a good, well. Um, that's, a, that's a good. That's uh, that's a good place to to finish up. I think. You know, I mean, is there anything? we didn't touch on that um you think well, my- I
1: mean, it's I, I think it's great you know i mean uh, it's just yeah it's fascinating i mean it's amazing that we build up these connections i mean i met. you know we knew each other for about a week in in uh, in tortola and then uh you know that was it, but we've managed to stay in contact for the last ten years, and I think uh, I think that's fantastic. And I think that is something that uh, you only experience through travelling. You know, and I've always yeah. said that travel is uh, the most important thing that you should do. Uh, you know, even if it's it doesn't even have to be to a different country. I mean, it could just be to another you know part of part of your country, or you know, I mean, Australia is massive. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's scary how few people travel. I think. <laughs>
0: That's true. No, yeah, it's true. And it's um, uh. it's funny because like now I'm living with my uh, with my wife on a uh, on an island, in a river. Um, she goes off to work in a in a you uh, know uh, close by. But I, I can be here. Sometimes I'm like I've, I've been on the island for a week. We're the only house on the island. I don't see another person. You know, I I'm, I'm I communicate, uh, uh, you know, social media and so forth. But it's crazy. You know, it's like being on a boat. Actually, it's like um, yeah. You know. Yeah, like
1: you just don't, you just don't get as wet.
0: Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember in the islands when I, when I wasn't working, I would take my boat. And just drop the hook somewhere in a little cove and chill, and you know, do, do my—I was writing then and doing some editing and and uh, do some of that, and then uh, you know, go dive yeah. and swim and clean the bottom of the boat and you know whatever.
1: But I mean, and, that's the—you know—that's the, you know, that's the life, man. I mean, it's—it's uh, it's funny. I, I, the grass is always greener, I suppose. I mean, there's some. There's some guy in a house somewhere going, "Oh, I wish I could do that," and you know, he has me going, oh, "I want to get a house in five years' time." So you know, I mean, it's uh, it's all kind of swings and roundabouts. But uh, no, it's it's uh, it's fantastic to talk to you again, and, and you know, thanks for uh, for uh, thinking of me with uh, with the podcast and 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 everything. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, buddy. Cheers.
0: Bye bye. This podcast is sponsored by Caribbean Sailing Coach. Based in the British Virgin Islands, they offer private lessons ranging from a one-day docking clinic on your own boat to a week-long island hopping charter on a monohull or catamaran of your choice. So whether you plan to sail halfway around the world or just reduce your anxiety when backing into a slip, they can help. Go to caribbeansailingcoach.com to find out more. Okay, friends, that's it for today. Uh, thank you for listening. If you want to check us out on the web, we're at Smarter Charter Guides. That's guide, got an S on the end.com or or Facebook.